Welcome in, ladies and gentlemen, to another episode of Quick Hits. I'm Blake Pace. It is November 15th, Friday, heading on into the weekend, another fun weekend coming up. Some great games, college football on Saturday. Of course, you got Georgia Auburn. You know, any week of the NFL schedule, you can give me shit after shit. I'll still watch the Jets and the Redskins. Probably not, since there are much better options. But that game, if you want to watch it, go ahead and watch it. Ton of fun games coming up this weekend. This is our betting show. Um, I actually haven't been able to put this one out in a little bit. Uh, Two Fridays ago, I was traveling off to uh, my former school. Uh, This past week, I was working on problems with my new microphone. Um, I hope you guys can hear the siren going off in the background. Oh, they're driving right past my place. That's very nice. I'm sure you. I'm sure you've picked up on that audio now. Great timing. Love living on a busy street, even though I'm six floors up in a nice apartment with a great view. Uh, still a lot of sound across the street. So, God, they're really. Are they just chilling? No. They're off in the distance now. Still loud as hell. Any day now. Any day. Do you need to be that loud? They drove past me like 30 seconds ago. Alright. Well, as they get further and further away, uh, we're going to just roll right into things. And listen, guys. When I was doing these episodes, you know, when I was doing these episodes and uh, putting out my picks, we were doing extremely well. First two weeks, I was 23-6 and six straight up against the spread 18-10. and 10, And, uh... Been taking a little bit of a bath since then. Last two weeks have brought me now to 29 and 13 picking winners and 22. Wait, whoa, hold on. I'm not doing math right. I see what I did. Okay. Disregard that. Now, through the four weeks that we've been doing these picks, I am up to 33 and 21 picking winners. And then against the spread, we are below 500, 24 and 29, not to mention last week, which didn't even get put out in an episode. So I could just tell you that I, I, I went a perfect 14 and 0. I went 2 and 12 against the spread. Only two that hit were the Packers minus five and a half and the Vikings plus three. Uh, I whiffed on the Chiefs minus six, Saints blue one minus 13, Giants lost to the Jets, Bills couldn't cover uh, against the Browns. Um, Buccaneers only won by a field goal. They were four-point favorites when I got them. Detroit loses to Chicago. Now that one, I'll blame on. I didn't know Matt Stafford was going to be missing uh, when I record when I you know put out the picks, and then of course uh, the 49ers weren't able to pull things out against the Seahawks. So really, really awful week last week. Um, four and eight straight up against uh, with games as well too. Um, and, and these numbers, I'm not betting Thursday night football. You can't make me. I, I don't like to, even though tonight, or I guess now last night, by the time that you guys are hearing this, hopefully the Browns will have won because that is what I have predicted. Uh, if they haven't, you know, then great. That's another reason why I do not bet on Thursday night football. So we're going to try and turn things back around. I'm hoping that doing it as a podcast is actually the good luck charm. And so we'll be able to bounce back after some rough two weeks, uh, especially in the pocketbook. And um, and so we're going to go through each game from Sunday 
uh, 1 o'clock slate through Monday Night Football, which is in Mexico, by the way. Very fun. Uh, hopefully they get to actually have it out in Mexico this time. Um, hopefully the field is in good condition. So we'll uh, we'll go through the entire games. I'll give you some quick nuggets, and I'll give you my winners, and then I'll give you a bet against the spread. Um, back when we had started, I had some other bets, taking a look at, you know, overs, um, you know, prop bets. I want to get better at giving you guys solid winners and spread picks um, before I get back into that. So we're just going to focus on those two things for this week. So maybe if we get on a little bit of a hot streak, I'll start throwing in my other bets there too. Um, and and then uh, we'll see how it goes this week and maybe develop off that for week 12. But anyways, let's jump right into things. First game on the board, we've got the Denver Broncos uh, traveling to take on the scorching hot Minnesota Vikings who are now 7-3. and three. Denver, of course, uh, kind of a letdown of a season as well. Injuries on defense, uh, you know, quarterback issues still. Um, haven't been able really to to land a guy yet. Has uh, John Elway, you know, first it was Joe Flacco, then it was now it's Brandon Allen. Hopefully soon it's Drew Locke. But uh, for this game right now, it's opening up. Vikings are 10.5 point favorites uh, at home. And look, I'm not going to pick the the Vikings to lose this one. I am going to go with them for the win. But I will say I do think 11 points um, is a little much. Uh, this this Vikings team really doesn't blow out opponents as of late. And um, of course, you can say that the uh, that the Broncos are not a good opponent. You know, nearly not as good as as the Cowboys and the Chiefs, who they played the last two weeks and only had narrow victories over. Uh, they were only able to beat the Redskins by 10 points on that Thursday night game. Now, earlier in the season, yeah, they were blowing people out. You know, beat Oakland by 20, uh, beat the Falcons by 16, uh, you know, beat the Eagles by 18, the Lions by 12. Um, they're kind of down now into this situation where they're winning some tight games. They're they're going heavy on the, you know, heavy on the run, controlling the time of possession, uh, using the play action. Play action screen's another big thing for the uh, Vikings uh, this time around, but I think the Broncos' defense is still a good unit. I still don't like their safety play. Uh, you know, Cream Jackson needs to be on the move after this season, or they need to find a replacement for him. Um, look, I, I just think 10.5 points is a little too much. Um, it, you know, I don't think that it's going to be that close of a game. I think it finishes maybe, you know, 8 to 10, 8 to 10 range. Maybe gets you a little nervous on betting it specifically. Uh, and like I say with, with every episode, every time we do this, I don't bet on every game. You know, I like to stay away from most of them. I have a few prime bets in there, but if I was to bet on every single game, this is where I would go. So uh, I'm taking the Vikings to win. Don't expect the Broncos to pull off a massive upset, uh, but I am going to take Denver plus 10.5. I just think it's a little bit too much. Um, you know, this is kind of a crunch game in between Minnesota's schedule where you just came off a thrilling uh, Sunday night football victory over the Cowboys, a game that took a lot of preparation for. And what's up next for them? Uh, a matchup with the Seattle Seahawks uh, next week. And so, um, you know, kind of a, a light opponent in between two tough ones. I think this could catch them slipping just a little bit to the point where Minnesota isn't able to blow them out, but I still think they take the win. Uh, so Vikings win, Broncos cover 10.5. Similar situation down in uh, Tampa, where the New Orleans Saints, coming off their loss to the Atlanta Falcons, are traveling to take on the Buccaneers. Uh, Saints opening up, despite being on the road, as 55 point favorites. Um, Buccaneers 
Coming off of their three-point win over the Cardinals, taking down Kyler Murray in the Bruce Arians quote-unquote revenge game. Um, and look, you know, New Orleans, I think, is going to want to come out and, and really stop Tampa after their poor offensive showing this past week. But at the same time, New Orleans still is lacking that downfield passing attack. And yes, you know, you can count on on Michael Thomas for his out routes and his slants and the short to medium or short to intermediate passing concepts, but they don't have a number two guy that can really push this offense down deep. And, and that's unfortunate because that would be the way to attack this Buccaneers uh, defense that is um, very bad in its secondary. They're very stout up front. And so um, I'm interested to see how New Orleans comes out in game plans for the Buccaneers. I still think they win this game. I am taking the Saints to beat the Buccaneers uh, on the road and kind of get back to their winning ways after an embarrassing loss uh, the week before. But I'm going to take the Bucs plus five and a half. You know, the Buccaneers can move the ball. Jameis Winston the last couple of weeks, you know, you think of that game specifically, um, you know, last week with Arizona, uh, played played pretty solid the week before against the Seahawks, pushed them to, to overtime and um, or right to the end of that game and, and uh, Jameis Winston didn't even throw an interception in that game. So, um, I think that we're starting to see some better play out of Jameis now, now that he's, I guess, 11 weeks in with Bruce Arians and into the regular season. And I just, I think that six is a little too much, uh, to say that the Saints are going to win by. I think this ends up as a four point game. If you wanted to give me 31 to 27, uh, I think that would be pretty fair to say, but I do think the Saints still win, um, this Buccaneers team, like I said, still has problems on the offensive line, the back end of its defense. Really not that well of an established rush attack yet, but I think divisional game, I think it's close. I think it comes down to the wire. I think the Saints pull this one out. Maybe Saints are down 27-24, and then, you know, Jameis Winston picks six or something like that. Jameis Winston turns the ball over. Saints get another chance to go back there and win that game. Uh, Taking the Saints to win, but taking the Bucs to cover uh, five and a half points. The other uh, NFC South matchup of the week, the... Atlanta Falcons are traveling to Carolina. Atlanta picking up its second win of the season. Carolina just inches short of knocking off Green Bay in Lambeau Field the week before in what was an aesthetically pleasing as ever game uh, for the NFL. Panthers opening up as four-point favorites. And look, I'm going to take the car, the, the Panthers to win the game, and I'm going to take them to cover by four. Um, you know, the seat was the seat's always been hot under Dan Quinn this season. Um, and especially when reports came out, I believe on a Saturday night, uh, that, um, that Arthur Blank, uh, said that he really needed to see an improvement, uh, with his Falcons team and have them show up well against the Saints in order to, to, you know, not just go out there and fire Dan Quinn essentially right away. Um, you know, he's never said that he is going to move on from Dan Quinn, but said that he needs to see improvements. He got the improvement last week. They showed up extremely well against the Saints. It took a lot to get that game. And I think now we kind of get the... Atlanta team that we all come to expect where it regresses a little bit. Um, haven't been great against the run. Christian McCaffrey, dominant this year, of course. He's got to be in that top four or five MVP conversation. Um, and, uh, yeah, I just think that the, the the name of the game for Carolina is time of possession, run the ball a lot, use Kyle Allen. Uh, Kyle Allen, man, I, I said it on the other episode when I had Carolina break into my, my top ten. Uh, Kyle Allen really impressed me with with his game against Green Bay. He he stuck in there um, against a really tough defense in poor weather conditions. Um, really poor weather conditions the first time he's ever had to play in something like that. You know, a West Coast quarterback. So I was really impressed with Kyle Allen. Um, and I just think that Atlanta's defense is, is still too bad right now. 
Um, and I, and I just, I, I don't want to, uh, I don't want to get into the hype that Atlanta's win over the Saints means that they're going to come out there and have a, a, a phenomenal showing against Carolina. Um, I think Carolina is going to be um, wanting to get back into the win column. You can't really let this one slip up after losing to the Packers and make it two in a row. So I'm going to take the Panthers to win. I'm going to take them to cover by four. Probably see them winning by six or seven points in this one. Uh, so Carolina both ways for me this time. So now that we've covered our uh, NFC South matchups, we are going to go to the AFC East, where I guess you could say this is a little bit of a revenge game of sorts for the Bills. The Bills are playing the Miami Dolphins, and, and by a revenge game, it seems to be that the the problems with the Bills kind of started when Miami gave them a little test, uh, you know, a couple weeks back. Um, the Bills, of course, still were able to win and, and ended up winning by a little bit more uh, than it should have been at the end because of the onside kick recovered for a touchdown. But um, Buffalo now traveling to Miami. Miami is on a two-game win streak. They have more wins in the month of November than the New England Patriots. Don't know if you guys knew that. <laughs> but uh, despite being the road team, the Bills open up as six-and-a-half-point favorites. Um, and just like with Carolina, uh, this is essentially the same situation to me. I'm going to take Buffalo to win this game. I'm going to take them to cover the spread. Um, for Buffalo, there's a lot of pressure on here now because you've got some teams getting hot in the AFC um, you know, the Browns who just beat you this past week, the Steelers who have won four in a row. Uh, you, you, you still have got at least a couple of teams in the AFC South that are going to really push for that playoff spot. Uh, the Bills really can't afford to lose this game. And I feel like for just overall confidence, the offense is probably going to push the envelope a lot because they have been conservative this entire season. But now that you're getting uh, the 31st or, uh, you know, you're getting to play the 31st uh, offense in football, also a very bad defense. Um, I think Buffalo's going to want to come out there, really dominate Miami and get some confidence back in their offense. So I really like the Dolphins. Brian Flores, look, he's the guy. He's going to be that net. He's going to be that Belichick disciple that really rattles off uh, a lot of success, a lot of playoff trips. He's he's building something great in Miami. Um, but for the time being, I think Buffalo's talent just overpowers them at this point. I don't think that they'll slip up as much as they did the last time against Miami. I think they go balls to the wall for a full 60 minutes, and they're able to cover and win by at least a touchdown. So Bills winning on the road. think they win by more than seven. That's not, you know, to say that I, I'm not happy for the Dolphins and, and Brian Flores getting things going. I just think that this game right now means a lot more for Buffalo to get back on track after losing to Cleveland. So doubling up on the Bills this week. Over to the AFC South. Ugh. And this is one of those games that I'm, I'm just not going to bet on. I can't. I can't bet on it. The Jacksonville Jaguars, now with Nick Foles, coming off their bye week, traveling to Lucas Oil Stadium in Indianapolis, Indiana, taking on the Colts, who are coming off of two straight losses to the Steelers and the Dolphins. Um, really can't afford to lose much more here throughout if they want to stay in in uh, you know the race with Houston for the division, if they want to stay in the race for the wild card spot didn't even mention when I, you know, the Raiders who are making their run, and I think, no, they don't have a wild card spot right now, but but they're right around there, um, and and so for the Colts, this is a very important game. It is assumed that that uh, uh, barring any setbacks, Jacoby Brissett will be the starting quarterback. Still not sure what we're going to see out of T.Y. Hilton if he is going to be available. He has not practiced this week. He might have been limited on Thursday, but 
didn't practice Wednesday. No, he didn't practice Thursday either. Uh, Devin Funch is another guy that we're hoping to come back, but the bone in his clavicle hasn't been fully healed. Uh, so until that happens, he will not be cleared to play. So still going in there with kind of a rough receiving core, uh, but I'm still going to take the Colts. And I can already tell, and I can already tell deep down that I'm being stupid by betting on the Colts right now, and that I should be taking the Jacksonville Jaguars, who are getting an upgraded quarterback with Nick Foles coming back into things. Uh, he looked great in that first drive against the Chiefs, if you remember, before he got hurt and launched a beautiful rainbow touchdown uh, before he was uh, before he was injured on that play. Um, God. I'm not going to flip it. I'm going to stick with the Colts. I'm going to ride with them. I don't think they lose three straight. It's a very well-coached team, very well-managed team by Chris Ballard. Uh, they're banged up. The injury report, God, it doesn't look good. But I think at the end of the day, Jacksonville isn't one of those teams that's going to end up right in the wildcard conversation. At least they're not there right now. Uh, you know, fourth in the AFC South. They've got a tough road ahead if they want to make that push. And for the Colts, they cannot. Just like Buffalo, just like Carolina, they cannot afford to lose this game because they're going to fall out of that um, that, that wildcard spot. So out of desperation, I'm taking the Colts, taking them to cover three. I think that that's a fair advantage. That's essentially saying that it's a, it's a, it's a pick em game if it was at a neutral site. And so I'm taking the Colts to win by three. Don't feel confident about it. Um, I'm not going to bet on it, but it's just one of those games like with the Bills and the Panthers. Desperation. You cannot afford to slip up this week and let teams like the Raiders and the Steelers, um, and the Browns, even if they're able to pull it off, if they were if they were able to pull it off last night, um, which I don't know yet. Well, stay tuned. But um, those three teams right there really can't afford to lose. So taking the Colts, doubling up on them to win and cover the spread of three. Now on to the matchup of the week. Are we not at the point where we can flex games to Sunday night football? Because, man, I would have loved to have watched this uh, in primetime. I guess we've already had a Sunday night football in Baltimore. I'm not sure if there's a rule about that. But anyways, the Houston Texans and Deshaun Watson are going to Baltimore to take on Lamar Jackson and the Ravens. Great game. I mean, these are these are two of the guys, and I, I said it in my power rankings. You know, there are three teams that jumped into my top eight teams because they just have an otherworldly talent that is leading them uh, to victory after victory. And so that was uh, Russell Wilson who uh, has a bye this week, uh, but then the other two are Lamar Jackson and Deshaun Watson. Um, and so we get to watch these two duel it out on the field. And uh, look, Baltimore has the better team. You know, Baltimore's in that situation where I think out of out of the three, Russell Wilson, Deshaun Watson, and Lamar Jackson, Lamar Jackson has the best situation around him. I think he has the better roster, stronger offensive line definitely than both of the other two situations. Um, you could say that the other two have better receiving options, um, but really for Baltimore, they're more of the smash mouth with Mark Ingram using a lot of tight ends and then, you know, trying to get Marquise Brown open down deep. Um, I also think that they probably, out of the three, have the best defense right now. There are good playmakers on both other teams. You know, Jadevian Clowney was just Defensive Player of the Week. Um, but I think that right now, Lamar Jackson definitely has to have the best situation around him. Um, and then with John Harbaugh and um, Greg Harmon, is that his name? Greg Roman. Uh, I want to make sure that that's right. Greg Roman. Roman Swipes. Uh, Greg Roman, yeah, okay, I got that right. So he's got a, you know a great offensive coordinator, great head coach, and so I am gonna take the the Baltimore Ravens to win this one. Um, I think it's gonna be close though. I am taking the Texans to cover. Uh, right now they are four point underdogs. I think this ends real close. I think it's a field goal, a two point game. 
Um, maybe one of those times where, where you know, the, the Texans are down two possessions. Deshaun Watson does what Watson does and gets them a touchdown. Um, maybe they fall short of a two-point conversion. Maybe the onside kick after doesn't go through, and so the Ravens end up winning. But I couldn't see this game being a blowout either way, so I think it's going to be close. Um, not to say that, you know, four points, you know, it could very easily push uh, at four, but I'm going to take the Ravens to win this one at home. Better situation around Lamar Jackson than Deshaun Watson has around him, but I am going to say that Watson's um, Watson's magic, I guess, is going to be in there uh, and, and is going to will them to making, uh, you know, it a narrow defeat. But let me say this also with this game. If the Texans come out there and win, I, I feel like Watson has somehow gotten underappreciated for what he's been doing this season because, you know, we've talked about Russell Wilson so much. We've talked about Lamar Jackson. We've talked about Christian McCaffrey. Deshaun Watson, I feel like maybe it's just because no one talked about him last week because he had a bye. But man, oh man, he is unfreaking believable. And uh, if he comes out there and beats Baltimore, look, you gotta you gotta have him up there at least with Russell and Lamar. Deshaun Watson is unbelievable. One of the best quarterbacks in football right now. So Ravens win this one, but they win it close. Texans cover four points. You know, give me a 28 to 26. Failed two-point conversion at the end. Give me that. I would love to watch that. 28-26. Ravens win. Texans cover. So now from the game of the week to the uh, the worst game of the week, and this is another one. I just, I can't bet it. I couldn't put any money on this and tell you I had great insight onto where this game was going. The New York Jets, fresh off a win over the New York Giants. Also a loss if you want to put it in that way. They had a, they, they, they had a bad week. The Jets, had a, the Jets won a football game and still managed to have one of the worst weeks in football because A, they're further away from a top draft uh, slot by beating the Giants, and then B, they're keeping Adam Gase next year. If you listen to yesterday's episode, you heard me rant about Adam Gase for six to eight minutes, and I just, it, it confuses me why teams are so reluctant to hold on to guys for uh, longer, way longer than they should be. But um, anyways, the Jets traveling down to take on the Washington Redskins in the battle of the most dysfunctional franchises in the NFL. Uh, Redskins opening up as one and a half point favorites right now and I am flipping my decision right now I had the Jets coming in there and beating the Redskins I am going to take the Washington Redskins to win this game is that stupid let me think no I'm gonna go with the Redskins I think that this is that one opportunity of the season where Dwayne Haskins has a chance to go out there and, you know, show everyone why he was a, you know, a first round draft pick. You know, he's looked very under under promising this season in the limited action we've seen. And I think with just how bad uh, the Jets defense can be at times and and you can say, well, look at how they played against the Giants. They still let the Giants score like 27 points, I think. So um, I'm going to pick the Redskins to win this one. And I'm gonna pick them to cover one and a half. I think that that's, um, I think that that's small enough to where I feel pretty comfortable taking, uh, taking the Redskins to cover that. I came in here thinking the Jets, but I just think with Dwayne Haskins needs to show up this week. If he looks bad against the Jets defense, oof. You got some long, long, long-term problems for a franchise that has had long, long, long-term problems for the last few decades. So. I'm going to take the Redskins to win this one at home. Dwayne Haskins needs to have a good game. 
and I'm going to take them to cover one and a half. But this is a game, let me tell you, at least it won't start on my TV screen as my four that I get for Sunday ticket. But um, maybe I'll switch to it in the end if it's interesting. But changing my mind last second, I am going to take the Redskins to win this game and cover one and a half points in this one, getting their second win of the season. But hey, it'd still be a win for the Jets. Because then you move a little bit further back. Better chance of getting that higher pick where you can get a Jeffrey Okuda, a Chase Young, a Jerry Judy. Get one of those guys. But uh, Redskins win this one. All right, going to continue to speed on through these here. Now we are up to the Arizona Cardinals uh, traveling to San Francisco. A rematch of that Thursday night football game just a couple weeks back. 49ers opening this one up as 10.5-point favorites, of course, coming off their first loss of the season to the Seattle Seahawks. The Cardinals coming off their own three-point loss by hand of the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Um, so, look, there's a bad team playing, uh, you know, a bad team with potential playing a, a very good team, a very good team that wants to rebound after their first loss of the season. So it should be no surprise I'm going to take the 49ers to win this one. Um I'm also on the case, it's kind of the same situation with Minnesota-Denver, where I just think 10.5 is a little too much. Um, and I, I'm not going to bet on this game specifically. I don't like the line where it is right now. Uh, maybe maybe a tease with it, but um, I do think that the 49ers win, but but 10.5 is just too much um, for me to feel comfortable to bet on that. I think that what we saw out of them on Thursday Night Football, the Cardinals were able to keep pace with them for quite some time. Kyler Murray has been unbelievable. Um, so it is a tough defense to face, but he looked good two weeks ago, or was it three weeks ago against them? Uh, looked great last week against the Buccaneers in that loss. Um, I think that I think that the Cardinals' offense is going to be able to keep pace with the 49ers, and so I think this ends around a you know maybe a seven-point game. So I'm going to take the 49ers to win uh, at home, get back to their winning ways, but I'm going to take the Cardinals to cover. And what's just another another close loss that shows just the potential that this team has if they can fix, you know, the offensive line and the defense uh, before 2020. So, 49ers win, Cardinals cover. Four games left. Uh, this one is is a very uh, interesting one. Um, Super Bowl 52, 53, 52 rematch. I don't know what Super Bowl it was, uh, but the New England Patriots are traveling to play the Philadelphia 76ers. Uh, both of these teams look massively different since the last time that they played, of course. Um, you know, New England still has its core pieces, Belichick, Brady, and everyone following behind. Um, the Eagles now, of course, starting Carson Wentz instead of Nick Foles. Uh, you know, a healthy Carson Wentz. Doug Peterson is there. Frank Reich is not. Um you know, the line, surprisingly, I, I guess it's because they are traveling, but the Patriots are only opening up as four-point favorites, and this is one of those lines that I feel comfortable putting some some decent money on. I don't think that it should be this close of a game. I don't think that New England should only win by a couple of points. I see this as more of a seven- to ten-point victory at the least. Um, of course, New England is going to want to come back and, and just play some, some solid football after their first loss of the season to Baltimore. And, and look, yeah, I, I'm, I'm going to take the Patriots to win on the road. I'm going to take them to cover the spread. The Eagles are just too inconsistent for me. I will say the only way that I think that they can keep this thing close, the Ravens dominated the Patriots by playing smash-mouth football and running the ball extremely well. 
The Eagles do have the potential to do that from time to time, but it's too inconsistent to where I, I'm not going to say that they have a, a great chance at pulling it off. But if they want to go just straight up the offensive line, Jordan Howard, Miles Sanders, um, that would be the way I would attack this New England offense or this New England defense. I wouldn't try and make Carson Wentz have to do a bunch against that secondary with you know, his limited wide receiving core and his two tight ends. I would go straight Smash mouth football up the middle between the tackles with uh, Jordan Howard and Miles Sanders, and and that would be the trick to me to take down this Patriots defense, um, especially you know after we saw how the Ravens were able to a couple weeks back. So taking New England to win, and I am going to take them to cover, but uh, I do see a chance here where Philadelphia can keep pace uh, with New England if if they choose to go heavy in the ground game. So uh, doubling up on the Patriots with that one. Next game, the Cincinnati Bengals are traveling to take on the Red Hot Oakland Raiders. Uh, Oakland opening up as 10.5-point favorites here. Um, Oakland, look, they're, they're one of those teams I've told you for weeks now. and it, I, I, you know, the, the thing of a daily podcast is I just end up having to repeat myself when I talk about the same teams every day. Uh, you know, Oakland is one of those teams that I thought you know, maybe would have a 6-10 season this year, and then 2020 would be their big jump. Um they might be making their big jump right now. You know, they're they're um, in the hunt for a wild card spot. They're right around there. I'm trying to think, do they actually have it now? Uh, after, I'm not sure. I'd have to look at that. But Oakland now on a run. Their offense is playing extremely well. The back end of their defense, they're causing turnovers. That's the biggest thing. It's kind of like what we saw with um, with the Browns last year. Or no, let me excuse me. Let's go with the Chiefs last year. The Chiefs were one of those teams that had a very talented offense and defense wasn't great, but they were getting off of the field. They were causing turnovers. They were very turnover heavy uh, defense, and so that's kind of what we're seeing from Oakland. The back end of their defense is is causing uh, some disruption. Their offense is playing extremely well. It really just comes down to their defensive line uh, really showing up now. So that's the missing piece of the puzzle for Oakland to really make a push for the. Uh, for the postseason, and so I'm going to take the Raiders to win. Look, since he is is um, one of the worst teams in football, haven't won a game. Ryan Finley is in at quarterback. I love Ryan Finley. Um, thought he moved the ball well against uh, Baltimore. Um, a little bit easier of a defense this time around, so it'll be interesting to see how he does. And I am going to take the Bengals to cover ten and a half. I've just I don't know. It, I, I guess ten and a half is just my scary line today. I'm taking the Broncos, the Cardinals, and the Bengals to cover ten and a half. So it'll be interesting to see which one of these teams actually does cover. Um, but I just think ten and a half is a little too much. Uh, you know, I think kind of like what we were saying, what I was saying with the Steelers. Um, you know, the Raiders. I want to buy into them, um, but this could be one of those scenarios where they're riding high and then all of a sudden, you know, they they just um, they you know. Don't acknowledge their lesser opponents, and then you know since he could creep up here and keep things close. So I think Oakland wins this game, no doubt. Um, but I am going to take the Bengals to cover ten and a half, and maybe only lose by seven, nine points. Um, but yeah, Oakland, Oakland continues its case to uh, to make a run at the postseason. Sunday night football, man, at the preseason. Uh, you know, before the season started, we would have thought how amazing this game would have been. Now it's kind of just, well, just clearly not as enticing. The Chicago Bears traveling to take on uh, the Los Angeles Rams. Chicago coming off a win against uh, Jeff Driscoll and the Detroit Lions. The Rams coming off of their uh, fourth loss of the season 
uh, to the Pittsburgh Steelers. Uh, terrible offensive showing from them uh, this past week. Um, this is one of those games, I'm telling you, I'm not betting on it. Unless there's a number in there in the totals or a prop that I like, I will not bet on this game. I will not bet on the spread or the money line. Um, but I am going to double up here on the Rams just because of, I think at the end of the day, you know, both teams have quarterbacks that don't play well uh, with bad offensive lines and both have very bad offensive lines right now. Um, so I'm going to say that the Rams win this game just because I, I want to put more faith right now in Sean McVay than I do in Matt Nagy. Um, and I like the playmakers in Los Angeles more than I do uh, in Chicago. You know, we need to get Cooper Cup going again after not getting a catch against Pittsburgh. Um, you know, the Bears defense is very talented. It hasn't been as great as they were last year. Um, but I am going to take the Rams to win this one, and I'm actually going to have Chicago covering six points. Um, you know, Los Angeles opened up as six-point favorites. I just think this is one of those like 16 to 13 games where both offenses really struggle again. Um, and then maybe a late field goal at the end from Greg Zerline wins this one for Chicago or for Los Angeles, excuse me. So I'm going to take the Rams to win. I don't think it's going to be that convincing of a win. Um, right now with the Rams, I, I'm kind of starting to lose my faith. Uh, a couple weeks back during the three-game losing streak, I said it was going to be fine. They're going to rattle it off. But they just haven't been able to get healthy. And, and that's really the problem right now. They can't get healthy. And if they can't get healthy up front, Jared Goff can't play You know, like we saw Jared Goff play last year. He needs protection. He needs time in the pocket. And so uh, until we get that, this Rams team, I, I'm not that optimistic about, um, especially for 2019. But I'm going to take them to win here, uh, but the Bears to cover by six. Last game of the week in Mexico City, the Kansas City Chiefs and Patrick Mahomes coming off their loss to the Tennessee Titans. I guess the Chargers are the home team here in Mexico City. They're not traveling to Los Angeles. They're traveling to Mexico City. But the Chargers uh, coming in back here. Chiefs opening up as three and a half point favorites. Um, I'm going to I'm gonna double both up uh, on the Chiefs right now. Um, I, I think that they win this game. I think they cover the spread. To me, this is a good team versus a bad team. Yes, Kansas City already has four losses on the season. Yes, they lost to Tennessee the week before. A lot went wrong in that game for them to lose that. Um, you know, uh, we don't expect Ryan Tannehill to make game-winning drives like that. We don't expect um, two miscues on special teams to, to close out the game uh, from, from that kicking unit in Kansas City. So I think this time around, they come back, uh, refresh, need need to win. You can't can't afford to fall back to... to uh, what is it, 6-5 and five now? Can't afford to lose another game here, especially if you're trying to get one of those two top seeds. You really need, um, you know, the Ram, the Ravens to stumble a little bit um, if you want to try and get back up there. So I think Kansas City comes out and kind of just dogs them. I don't get why it's at 3.5, maybe because they're both traveling to a different location, but I think Kansas City airs it out on the Chargers. I think they kind of smoke them on a Monday Night Football. Uh, easily cover 3.5. The Chargers are just... An inconsistent team, an unhealthy team right now, and um, and just aren't playing up to the level that, that we saw from them in 2018. And, and so um, I, I'm going to take Kansas City to win this one and, and win it big. So there you have it. Hopefully the good luck charm is back now that I am recording it as a podcast. Uh, we'll get back to our winning ways. Go make some money with me. Let's just let's keep it positive energy not going to lose money again this weekend. I'm telling myself so I won't. Uh, So that'll be fun. Um, Enjoy the weekend of football. Uh, Enjoy the slate of games. There's a lot of great ones on the schedule. A lot of divisional games in there, of course. 
nothing better than Houston Baltimore this week. I am so excited to watch that game. So head on into your weekend. Enjoy college football. Enjoy the NFL. I'll be back here on Monday. Thank you guys so much for listening to Quick Hits. I'm Blake Pace, and I'll talk to you next week.